Hello, beloved listeners. This is Adrian. Um, you've heard me on here speaking about the fact that I got commissioned for a musical um, from OSF Ashland. And one of the team members, the person who I'm really collaborating with as a composer, arranger, helping me really think through this thing, is a brilliant. Um, artist named Troy Anthony Burton. And as we were in the planning process uh, for the musical, Troy reminded me that one of his great works is something called The Revival that he's been putting on in New York. And he sent me a video of it. I thought it was incredible. And then he was like, you know, if you want to give the sermon at the one this year, you can. Um, I was over the moon and excited and nervous, you know. Um, it's a big deal show, it's incredible music, and it was a huge honor to be asked to give this sermon. This revival happens on Juneteenth each year, and it honors both Juneteenth and Pride Month. And I got to give this sermon wearing um, a dress that Whitney Miro made me for the event, yeah, all white pastoral <laughs> robe that <laughs> was completely see-through with pasties on. It was everything. So we wanted to share the sermon with you. Um, we hope that it gives you some medicine and helps to extend both Juneteenth and Pride Month, um, the feelings that we feel of loving ourselves in all these ways. Let it extend through every year, every part of the year. <laughs> yeah. Enjoy it. Here is Troy Anthony Burton's revival. Um, all of it honors Asada Shakur's quote, it is our duty to fight for our freedom. It is our duty to win. We must love and protect each other. We have nothing to lose but our chains. All right, y'all. Love you. forward. 
Yesterday, Adrian came to the dress rehearsal and sat right here and was just like with me the whole service. And so, the one and only, Adrian Maria Brown. So this is my first time giving a sermon, so I'm going to tell you a little bit about who I am, okay? I'm not the pastor you're used to. I'm a pastor with pasties on. Okay. You got Harriet Tubman on the I'm a fat, black, queer, feminist, pleasure activist, emergent strategist, mushroom-eating, pastor-adjacent, miraculous bee. Although often people do yell, preach, when I'm just saying things that I feel in my heart. So, feel free. The only thing that qualifies me to be here speaking to you today is that I am a living embodiment of love and freedom. And I want to tell y'all, I want to let you in on things I've been realizing lately. One of which is that I'm one of the freest people to ever live. Okay? And I want to tell you about it, so because I think you might be too. So... In my blackness, in my queerness, in my womanness, in my fatness, in my witchiness, I can be myself every day, out loud, and in many ways, I do whatever I want. I mean, all day, I wake up and I'm just like, what do I want to do now? I want to take a bath. I'm going to send that back to my ancestors. Now what do I want to do? I want to write a book. Sure. I want to tell you about this because I think you also might be free, but you might not know it yet. You might be just as free as I am, but you didn't give yourself permission yet. And that's what Juneteenth is all about. Being already free. But someone has to come and tell you. <laughs> so, do you already feel your freedom? Octavia E. Butler taught me. 
God is the sacred presence of change that I feel within me and between us and in everything. I love spending all of my time with God. I'm never not with God. God's with me right now. The way I work, things are changing all the time. God is always there. Again, I remember, some part of me remembers, when my ancestors were denied direct access to God. Someone said, oh, you got to go through me. You have to come over here and ask me and I'll tell God on your behalf. You can't do it that way. You can't do those rituals. You can't jump those brooms. You can't do it that way. But I remember I'm reclaiming the direct channel. Y'all know about the direct channel of God? It feels good, y'all. And I love this earth. With maximum humility, I want to serve her. My bones know that I belong to the earth. So I can never not belong anywhere I go. My bones also know the traumatic impact of the displacement that has happened to my people. I hunger to root. Do y'all know that hunger? To root into a place and know that you're home. To root into a place that actually belongs to you and isn't stolen land. Do you know that hunger? We need that kind of freedom. I also love my people. And when I say I love my people, I mean beyond any construct of oppression. I love my people, but I need our freedom. And I wonder sometimes, do I feel our freedom? How do we know? How do we know for sure that we're feeling freedom? How do we fight for something that we may have never experienced? If we haven't felt it. I believe our experience of freedom should begin as children. It should, for not enough of us is that Mm -hmm. happening anymore, right? Now our children are terrified. Mm -hmm. Our children are being told how to be quiet and be safe and not be free. But it's not like we've ever been safe here. So we need to bring it back into our babies' lives. We need to bring it back into ourselves. Something about the act of play and pretend and dreaming, those are keys that can unlock freedom for us again. But even for children, trauma can come along and it's like an eraser. It feels like an eraser. It's not. But it can feel like it disappears our freedom, that cellular imprint of our organic, liberated state. Each life, each people, has the imprint of freedom memory in our bones. Can you feel it? What does it feel like inside of you, right? What element does it feel like? How many of you are like, it feels like fire to me. Oh, fire freedom. Yeah, okay, I know. I can see that. <laughs> how many people is like, it feels like water. The water is that liberating. Yes. And who's my air freedom people? My freedom wind. Yo, y'all are outside today. Yeah. <laughs> I almost got blown away coming in here, Joy. I was like, I'm trying to get to a sermon. Dang, windy then how many people feel like, oh, earth, the deep earth that feels like freedom? For some of our ancestors, getting to the earth has been the first freedom we knew. Okay. Yes, drop those keys. <laughs> so that's what the freedom feels like in you, but can you feel our freedom, our freedom? Most of us right now have more individual rights than we've ever had at any point in history. And not to be sinister, but realistically, we probably have more rights than we're going to have 
in the near future. Mm. You have to be realistic. Mm. But we are not as a species designed for individual freedom. Mm. We are one species in a biodiverse and interdependent world. Now, I'm going to admit that I wrote some of this after microdosing some mushrooms. <laughs> and I was discussing lessons, lessons of love and sort of dancing with God with my friend Michaela Harrison. Now, Michaela Harrison is a whale singer. She goes to the ocean off the coast of Bahia, Brazil. She sings to the whales, and they sing back. And she told me that the whales told her, and they want everyone to know, we are one. They sang it to her. She played it for me. I heard it. And so I'm like, I can't do the whale song. They'll be like, hey, it's just like Friday Nemo. <laughs> but I know the lesson. It resonates. We are one. One interconnected ecosystem. One being. One story of life on this planet. Which means one freedom. We all have to have it, or none of us really do. Audre Lorde knew this. Toni Morrison knew this. Octavia Butler knew this. James Baldwin, he knew. When white people enslaved black people, they also bound themselves in the cage. When straight people persecute LGBTQIA, trans and non-binary people, I'm tired of having that tea in there when I'm like, trans is this whole other thing. Can we just stop? Okay, so when they did that, they bound themselves in a cage of limited expression. And I dare say, not the best sex. <laughs> I told you I love sex. I want to preach about the things that matter today. And when you are homophobic and transphobic, you are cutting yourself off from the most important aspects of your own human connection, your own self-expression, your own love, your own intimacy. So imagine how free we have to be to surrender to being one ecosystem again after all of that harm, to get home to each other again after all that damage. When I say freedom, when we say freedom, we have to mean free from harm, free from scarcity, free from subjugation, free from manipulation, and we have to be able to be free in the present moment. I wanna check that because I used to think that freedom only happened one time back in 1968, and I was like, dang, I was born the wrong time. <laughs> Those people were getting free. They were in the streets, they actually cared. I was born with these 80s Reagan people. <laughs> But I wasn't right. I also then used to think, well, freedom's only in the far off future. Like, many, many generations will die before freedom and I'll just fight very hard in this lifetime and it'll be horrible, but someday someone will be free. It was not satisfying to me, this. <laughs> I romanticized the past, I romanticized the future, but I forgot about the right now. Do any of y'all know about this? Does freedom live in the past for you or far off in the future? Who's my past freedom people? It's back back there. Who's my future freedom people? They're like, someday. <laughs> okay, what about right now, y'all? I think rather than traveling through time and space in every direction for freedom, we need to learn how to cultivate it within us. As individuals, as a community, as a species, a freedom, we need a freedom that actively and continually heals the wounds 
of slavery, of Jim Crow, of homophobia, of transphobia, of ableism, of microaggressions, and the white capitalist patriarchy. All of it needs to be healed. Healing is the victory. Healing is the victory. I don't care about winning election, election, back and forth. Y'all, they're playing us so hard. Amen. I mean, still go vote. Don't let them play us that hard. <laughs> but they're really playing us, and they make us think that that's a victory. No, heal me. Let me heal you. There was a time when black people thought they would never not be enslaved on this land, or in this hemisphere, or on this planet. And even in this moment, there are millions of people living in conditions that absolutely must be defined and understood as slavery. So Audre Lorde told us, I'm not free while any woman is unfree, even if her shackles are very different from mine. And Marsha P. Johnson taught us, you never completely have your rights as one person until you all have your rights. These are clues. The unique freedom of our time is that we are free to fight for the freedom of each other. We are free to be open abolitionists. We are free to see through the divide and conquer strategies of oppression. And it's important that we know that because black people and queer people sometimes be like, we separate. Mm -hmm. Maybe, don't forget that. Come on. <laughs> we're, we're one thing. A lot of us are many things, okay? <laughs> but there was a time when queer people would not be able to twerk in public. Why would we deny ourselves that? <laughs> there was a time when we couldn't wear hot pants, we couldn't do disco ball boots, we couldn't make out in the street, we couldn't throw bricks, we couldn't get married, we couldn't have kids. Some people are really into that, and I applaud that for you. <laughs> All of it was a battle, and we are still on the battleground. So this is the time of year when we celebrate Juneteenth in the midst of Pride Month. For some of us, one of the freedoms means more than the other, but a lot of us are at this intersection. And others of us might not even be on that Venn diagram at all, but I promise you can reach into your own stories. We can all reach into our lives, our lineages, and find a place where freedom was taken from us or we had to give it away. Juneteenth was when the enslaved people of my birth state of Texas finally heard about their freedom. As a state in Texas, we have been a little bit behind on most things. Big things move slow. But these humans had already been technically free, legally free, federally free for two years, according to the Emancipation Proclamation, which remember was a strategy for Lincoln to win the war by using black people in the military. We still like that strategy. But, they were free and the white folks didn't tell them because those who benefit from your labor, they're not going to tell you when it's not theirs anymore. Okay? Sometimes I wonder if that gave the freedom of bitterness when it arrived. If after that, saying, I'm free, you're saying I was free for how, how long now? When did this happen? I wonder if it made anyone want to throw a brick or start a fire or swallow a life. I always wonder about that. Because after enough time passes, we only tell the stories of what we overcame and what we can celebrate. But fighting for freedom doesn't always feel like a celebration. Most of the time it feels like shock, denial, grief, a hurt feeling deep within, a rejection of our very souls, a worry about whether we'll survive and the ones that we love will survive, and finally an overcoming. But freedom should be about choosing the lives we want. Yeah? 
our black and queer ancestors, they wanted just as much as we want now. But many of them didn't have the freedom to touch it. They didn't get to choose their responsibilities. Toni Morrison said, and I, I just posted this, y'all may have heard I'm a meme witch. Okay. <laughs> Instagram. So Toni Morrison said, and I posted this, and she, she says it better. But she says, I think freedom, ideally, is being able to choose your responsibilities. Mm. Not, not having any responsibilities, but being able to choose which things you want to be responsible for. Mm. I like that. So we are the freest we have ever been in this country, but perhaps our complete freedom will only come when we choose to be responsible for each other and this place. Mm. Right? And that means outside the constructs of the nation state, if need be, y'all. Okay? If it doesn't love us, we don't keep loving it back. If it doesn't love us, we don't keep loving it back. And you know, pride is also about finally knowing we are free. Pride is about the radical resistance of gay people to any structured denial of our existence. That's why it's so bright, so loud, so wild. We don't want you to miss it. This message is freedom. But similarly, we have a long way to go in terms of claiming each other, being responsible to each other outside these false constructs and labels people made up to oppress us. We all come from some people who at some point could not reach their freedom in an external, tangible, and practiced way. Now that means I know a lot of us in here are black and we can tell the stories of our lineage on this land. But beyond that, black or not, we're all born out of the bodies of women and now some trans folks. And these folks have to fight for their freedom still all the time. Our mothers, our grandmothers, right? They weren't running around doing whatever they wanted. They were told we were their purpose. I hope we lived up to it. <laughs> I'm trying. Anytime there's subjugation, and right now women birthing bodies, anyone who wants to give life into the world, has to face yet again the battle of subjugation. So we all live in subjugation until we can all choose every aspect of our lives without harming others. Mm. And freedom being declared, that's one thing, but that's not the whole thing. You fight for freedom by practicing freedom because freedom is infectious. I've done a lot of smart things in my life. No one paid attention to anything until I started practicing my freedom out loud. And then everyone's like, huh, there's something about you. <laughs> I know, freedom. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I don't remember the ideas you said, but I know, it's just the freedom. That's all it was. That's all you experienced was a person being authentically free in real time in your face. Freedom is invasive. It grows over and under any wall built to hold it in. Freedom is a seed we plant by growing ourselves. And there are people walking around right now today who do not know that we are free, that they are free. The reason Harriet Tubman kept going back was because she knew this. She said, my people are free, but she had to show them herself, her freedom, and then her path to get there. What do you know about freedom? 
Do you have faith in your freedom like Harriet had? Mm. Like Audrey had? Are you willing to show it? How many of you are willing to show your freedom out loud? I've been thinking that perhaps the ultimate act of freedom is love. Loving ourselves. Freedom means being free from the decisions and stories of those who do not love us and cannot tolerate us loving ourselves. So they lie to us about who we are. They say we are theirs. They tell us we are not beautiful. They tell us that we are not desirable, that our desires are unnatural, that our nature is dangerous and must be controlled and coerced into meaningful purpose, such as all of the labor of their lives. Or that our nature is impure and must be cleansed by those who secretly desire us the most. I'm almost done. I just want to finish with more Audrey. Audrey Lord did not want us measuring our freedom or any other aspect of ourselves against the limited scale of our oppressors. She wanted us to measure ourselves by how free and self-liberated and erotically awakened we are. In that transformation, we can recognize that we are all cells of one time body, not just an ecosystem of material or even a mycelial network of energy and spirit, but the living embodiment of this whole moment. The human and the God, the full range of behavior and experience. We are either, all of us, complicit in an unjust time, or we are fighting for justice and embodying freedom by being ourselves every single fucking day. Pastor Sam. <laughs> my mentor Grace Lee Boggs mm. said we must transform ourselves to transform the world and she meant that each of us is the front line of all collective change possible in the whole world no pressure <laughs> the duty of claiming our freedom fighting for our freedom and claiming it means claiming our highest selves our most complex our truest selves our whole human selves, all the time. It comes from liberating every identity, from insult, injury, enslavement, and death. We have to know that every part of us is holy. Look at indigenous people. They were like, we're holding on to our holy culture. We know it's a powerful medicine. Now everybody's like, I'm 4% Choctaw. I have Cherokee ancestors, right? Genocide did not erase their holiness. They tried to label us black people as a burden a curse, a life sentence of inferiority and servitude, but we're liberating it into a blessing. We make it culture. Each time a black person claims our whole self, we liberate the whole world. Look at Troy. <laughs> they try to label queer people and trans people as abominations, as mistakes. They said we're controlled by demonic impulses. That we're liberating, we are liberating our queerness and transness into love. We know that love and good sex amongst consenting adults is a dream come true. And we, <laughs> we are showing the world just how many ways love can thrive. Yes, we have pride. We have pride because we found the very magic of being post-normal. We know that God loves biodiversity. And we know that a divine force created each 
and every one of us exactly as we are. We are all made of stardust and diamonds and oceans and lava, and then we are filled up with our portion of the breath of life. Our lives are our songs, our notes in the beautiful chorus. We could never be wrong. Can you say that? I could never be wrong. I could never be wrong. We could never be wrong. So we are transforming every lens through which we can be seen, freeing ourselves from the gaze of oppression. That's the other kind of gaze with a Z. <laughs> Our collective freedom exists. <laughs> I just have to be me at all times, y'all. Our collective freedom exists already. It exists. And our directive from within is to shine our perfect and particular light in this life. Asada made it plain. It is our duty to fight for our freedom. Which means, if we are ready, then we must claim our freedom right now. Will you repeat after me? And I want it really loud. Like, I know some of y'all never been in a black revival church situation. I can tell. And I say that with a lot of love, but I'm inviting you to really let it out of you. We are ready. We are ready. To claim our freedom. To claim our freedom. 